0: Welcome into to ATL Day 1s with Jarvis and Tanitra coming up on today's show.
1: Terry fun, no go hunting. And mandatory minicamp has kicked off for the Falcons. And there are some heavy hitters who are back on the field. And they are ready to do a couple of things that we've been telling you guys that we are here for.
0: And last but not least, and for the culture,
1: it ain't so sleepy. This is ATL Day 1s. Part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now.
0: I want to start by saying thank you for making ATL Day 1 your first listen of the day. Remember, we are free and available wherever you download your podcast. And wherever you download your podcast, make sure that you leave us a five-star review. Really appreciate that from you in advance atl day ones is part of the On podcast network your team every day coming up in five minutes would we really feel like Marcel zuna would be a piece that we would actually miss at this point in the season Whew, but first we got to talk about Daniil hunter daniel hunter minnesota vikings defensive nt he is a guy that, you know, is not too satisfied with his contract, and he's been mulling over some things trying to figure out how he can get paid, right? So, you know, I start, you know, thinking about thinking about it from the standpoint of, okay, Atlanta Falcons are sitting pretty s- situated at that edge spot, right? But I think that, you know, when you're talking about adding pieces and and being able to, you know, bring some value in, I really feel like Daniil Hunter is probably a guy that Terry Fontenot should pick up the phone and give a call. What say you?
1: Yeah, I would say the same. I mean, at this point... Yes, the, the linebacker core, the defensive, you know, that whole front seven is loaded. We'll, we'll just call it Guys a- Guys who can
0: rush the passer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah exactly. that's what we're calling I, it. Now. <laughs>
1: yes, exactly, because pass rush matters. And that's what all we want to do is say, hey, can we get another guy in the room to affect the quarterback, right? right? And oftentimes players need just a fresh start. And then they can go back to showing you exactly who they are, what they can be. We're talking about a guy who had- 46 solo tackles, 10 and a half sacks, a forced fumble, 10 and a half sacks, 10 and a half sacks, 10 and a half sacks. Did I say it enough times, Jarvis? 10 and 14 a half. and a half, 14 Sha- and
0: a half. <laughs> like, a lot of sacks.
1: Yeah, that's a lot of sacks. He was literally, in 2022, tied for 22nd in the league. He had, what, half as many as the entire Falcons football defense in 2022. There it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah. yeah, so when you look at him and you start stacking the deck, and one of the things Arthur Smith mentioned and we're going to talk a little bit more about it in the deep dive is that desire to have players who are versatile, versatile, excuse me, and available because we know that your best ability is your availability. And we know that there were times where Jarvis, we could talk front seven, We can talk back end. we can talk any position group across the Falcons and how many times did we say, wow, as soon as they started getting momentum decimated with injury decimated. So, yeah, picking up the phone to see if Daniel Hunter would be interested in a conversation, a visit, if not joining the Falcons, absolutely would be the right move for the Falcons to make.
0: And, and when you think about it, on, a, he's on a, essentially has one year left on his contract. Mm-hmm. Then a little bit over $5 million he's old, yes. So you don't have to necessarily worry about that. However, I think one of the things that, that's going to get this deal done if they have that conversation about him getting a contract. And I think that I don't know if the Falcons you know, are wanting to get into a long-term deal because we know they're they signing the one-year guys like Bud Dupree and Calais Campbell and all that stuff. But I really feel like they're at a point now where you probably need to look at, especially at that, at a premier spot is yes. edge rusher defensive end outside linebacker, whatever hell you want to call them guys who can yeah. put the quarterback on the ground. Mm-hmm. I don't mind you jumping into a long-term deal with a guy like that. At yeah, this I juncture. say the same,
1: right? Because yeah. if he's listed technically as a will linebacker and Lorenzo Carter is technically your will linebacker. And it was, Interesting because it felt like one of the things Arthur Smith talked about with Ade Ogundeji yesterday was, mm-hmm. you know, still wanting to see him improve. There's opportunity there, but it's pretty clear he might be what we'll call sort of a rotational situational type guy. Right. Yes. So if so is if, if, if what you got and Ade is what you got and technically Daniil, although he can play here and there and everywhere, if he's listed as will, you need a real will. You mm-hmm. might want to go after that one.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and I and I think that right now, you know, there are some some situations where you're looking at guys around the league as to, you know, what what you can add, and I think that in just a little small piece here, even like for example, Devin White, you know, he's guys that wants to be traded, you know, and it, like, people are probably saying like Jarvis Tanisha, like wait a minute, we have a, a lot of uh, stand up linebackers, you know, we got some young guys want to see it's about adding talent and and, and yes. Arthur Smith has said over and over again, and I'm, I'm wholeheartedly on board with this It's all about competition. And when you are bring yes. in guys that, you know, what they bring to the table, that's what they've been able to do. Right. With these one year deals, veteran guys, yes. you pretty much know what they what you're going to get. And I don't have a problem with you bringing in those guys to necessarily raise the game of the young guy that you already have on the roster. So yes. <laughs> that's kind of where I'm at with it. T like right. Terry Farno, Add as much talent as you possibly can because we know sure. how horrible they've been. I, I hate to use right. that word. They've been horrible at rushing the passer these past yeah. few years. But you're absolutely right. That's the right word, Jarvis. We can't, that one is
1: can't one we can't yet. sugarcoat yeah. and will right. not. And granted, Devin White's a little more expensive, about 18 to 23 mil, according to what ESPN is estimating. But again, right. he's also someone whom you've seen twice a year for the last several years. And you've seen what kind of impact he can have on the game. And Put in the right situation with the right defensive coordinator, veterans around him, the competition in the room alone, all of those things might still bode fair for the Falcons, who still have a lot of money that they're able to work with. And like you said, you can keep sprinkling maybe, you know, the one year prove-it deals here and there. But at some point, if you're going win now coupled with win future, then you got a guy, you look, you have to look at guys like Devin White and Daniel. Hunter, because they can give you a little bit of both, you know, they can give you a little bit of one now, but they can possibly be pieces for the future.
0: Yeah. that, that That's exactly what, you know, what you need to be at this space right now and it went in the falcons according to over the cap they're probably about 10 million dollars in cap space so hey they probably could work out a little deal with mm-hmm, the new hunts mm-hmm. i would absolutely love that but yeah ca- but will. t i think one of the things that, that has been kind of amazing to me i think i could use that word you know when it comes to what marcelo zuna has been able to do since since the month of May, like we know how he started. In March and April, he was absolutely terrible. Like his um, batting average started with a zero, and it <laughs> kind of floated around that thing. But ever since the beginning of May, he has been the best hitter on this team. Yes, I said that. He's the best hitter from a number standpoint, and from an average standpoint on this team since the month of since the month beginning of May. And yeah, we do have Ronald Acuna, we do have Ozzy Albies. we do have Matt um, Matt, Olson, Matt, Matt Olson on his team. So yeah, that's a big statement. So I just think right now, when when he got hit on his wrist T on Monday, I started to literally think, I was like, man, like what are they gonna do without Marcelo Zuna the way he's playing right now? And, and, and for me to be having that thought at this point in the season, given how he started T, like, isn't that like a, a huge plus for the for the Atlanta Braves right now? For Marcelo Zuna to be contributing at this at this clip?
1: Yes, I I this is one of those situations where sometimes I wish I could just sit with Alex Anthopoulos and figure out how his how his mind works. And right. even you know, <laughs> Brian Sticker's a patient guy as well. But for them to just hang in there, hang in there, hang in there until Marcel Ozuna finally caught up to himself and finally got nine of his 13 home runs in the month of May and right. now has 29 RBI. And like you said, that OPS number has jumped to 828 and we laugh at you know, a, um, an average jumping to 246. But like you said, when the average had been hovering at 0.0 dot 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 for the entire first part of the season, now we're having a conversation where you had a collective gasp about mm-hmm. the possibility that yep. this guy was going to be out for any extended period of time. That speaks volumes. And now we're hearing more positive things as well. Not that we'd ever heard any negative things about him in the clubhouse, let me just make that clear, but to hear the conversation that he had and the impact that he had on Michael Harris II, who said, hey, you're next to a bats that's where your season starts, and you start to see Michael Harris II taking that seriously and saying, yeah, I can go out there and I can reset myself. Sometimes those are things that we don't know until we know them, right? Right. So those are things that I'm sure there are more examples of that Double-A knew about. It's nit new about that made them say, you know what? Yeah, he can be a lot to deal with with that stuff he does off the field. But for what he's doing for this clubhouse and now again at the plate, we'll take our chances on ozone,
0: ozone, as you call them, Or, or are we allowed? Jarvis, has he has he regained his nickname? Yes. I'm, I, I've am i been hesitant. I'm glad you brought it up because I've been a little hesitant about, you know, calling him that because, you know, a lot of times when I'm on Twitter looking at the game and stuff like that, my got ozone out here. Like, I'm starting to get that ozone feeling. Like, it's coming, it's starting to feel, finally come back. And I think, you know, with this injury kind of confirms, like, you know what, you know, I don't want to see him miss any time. Like, yeah. so, but, you know, it, it is cool to know that, He was yesterday, you know, although the Braves got rained out, he was available to pinch hit. So that is a good sign going forward. And Brian Snicker was actually kind of surprised that he was available as well. Yeah, (laughs) yeah.
1: That was – no, you're absolutely right. It was very, very exciting because, again, in that Monday game, he only had one at-bat, but he made something work with it. At least he got one hit out of it. And then you go back to the Washington series, and he just continued – on his tear and again the home runs nine home runs in the month of May that tells part of the story but also getting hits driving in runs that tells the story as well so at this point Jarvis where you may need your bats to do the talking for you when you're not quite sure what you're going to get out of your pitching rotation Mm
0: -hmm. you need him
1: to be in that lineup
0: absolutely and we need you to stick around because you know was out there uh training camp yesterday Arthur Smith talked about he gave some names as to who will be who's not there, but they will be ready for training camp. We'll talk about that next. But first, I have to let you know that this episode of ATL Day Ones is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook because it is the number one sportsbook in america guess what guys you guys have been rocking with us monday through friday atl day Ones is number one in your heart i need you to make fanduel.com number one in your heart as well as far as your go-to sports book The nba playoffs just wrapped up guess what guys the baseball season is rolling and it's rocking and rolling so guess what they have all the information that you need right there just go there and check them out because the app is safe it's secure it's super easy to use and guess what for all you new customers they have the no sweat first bet up to two thousand five hundred dollars yes i said two thousand five hundred dollars all you got to do is go there right now for all new customers so and and, and if you're going to support lockdown you guys been supporting us we appreciate you all you have to do is go to this website FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N is the number one sports book in America. And guess what? It is the official sports book betting partner of the NBA.
1: Well, the Falcons are one day closer to training camp. They kicked off mandatory mini camp on Tuesday at the Bens. Pretty cool to be down at the Bens again, just to kind of check things out, especially because while there were four players who did not make it, of course, uh, Arthur Smith announced that early on just to kind of get that out of the way. We knew that Kyle Pitts wouldn't be there because, of course, he's still rehabbing. So is Caleb Huntley. So is Eddie Goldman. And, of course, Avery Williams is out for the season, but who we did see, it was really a sight for sore eyes was we saw Cordero Patterson and we also saw Taquan Graham. And the mm-hmm. reason I say that is because of course, seeing Cordero Patterson out there, just kind of being with those guys, coaching them up. That's always such a positive thing. So that was one of the observations I made too. And then I was watching Taquan Graham and his speed, looking like he was back to himself, right. in yeah. the drills that he was doing with uh, the, the, defensive front. So those were kind of a couple of the initial observations that I had. But one of the other observations that I wanted to kind of get your take on as well was a part of the conversation that was had pre-practice, and then you kind of saw it show up again at practice. And that was that conversation about just the continuing uh, camaraderie that is developing, but also understanding who the leader in the building is, right? And a lot of that makes a difference if you know those things up front. So Arthur Smith talked about the, the excitement, the advantage of having David Onyemata on this side of the ball and not having to face the likes of him like he had to do the last four years, right? Yeah. And Grady Jarrett had mentioned it to us last week, but to see those two kind of jarring it, jarring back and forth in a good way and kind of conferring yesterday during practice, it was really cool because it also speaks to what David Onyemata said about the fact that Grady Jarrett is still the leader of this offense, even with all of these guys in the room, pro bowlers and future Hall of Famers, that's still the guy that's at the anchor. He's the core and he's the heart and soul of not just this defense, but I would argue even this entire team, but how important is it Jarvis? And you'll be up there, of course, in flowery branch today, kind of seeing that interaction and kind of seeing how they're using TQ as well. Hopefully uh, what would you say is how critical is it a, for those guys to be communicating uh, so well early on and be for that entire defense to understand that as Grady goes, both on the field and off the field, so goes this defense.
0: I think it just it kind of speaks to the level of respect that they have for Grady, not just as a man, but as a player, because that's yeah. what matters, right? You know, like, the guys would be a little shaky, you know, off the field. You know, they do what they do. But when it comes to, you know, Sundays at 1 o'clock, you know 9-7 is going to show up. And I think yes. that those guys truly understand, and I think that even speaks – it speaks volumes to what David Onyemata said when he was talking about how this is still greatest team because those guys know each other. Those guys interacted with each other, you know, not only, you know, going up against each, not going up against each other specifically, but, you know, the teams playing against each other in a division, you know, when you play for the Saints. But those guys, you know, you know, have spent time together. So they, they interact with each other because they have a lot it's a lot of commonalities when you think about those guys, right? Because both of those guys weren't like highly drafted, you know, guys coming out, coming into the league and everything, and they've pretty much earned their way. They've earned everything that they've gotten since they, they stepped into the door. So for those guys to be, you know, on new contracts and, 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 and having the respect around the league and, and Arthur Smith talking about have being a guy who's who's a, a mother blanker, you know to to game plan for <laughs> All those things matter right like you so now you have two guys in the interior that you know are in a space where people other people respect it not only just the fan base like oh yeah great is good yeah it's cool that's cool and everything you have the support but when other teams say that and other teams acknowledge that when they're game planning That's when you know you have someone. But now the Falcons have two of those guys. And for Onyemata to understand, like, this is still Grady's team. This is still Grady's unit. And he's going to be the leader of this team. He just want to add to it. He just wanna add that special, that specialness on Sundays that we've been looking for T and clamoring for. Hashtag yeah. pass rush matters. Hashtag stop the run matters. All that good stuff. Hashtag get him on the ground. Hashtag get him on the I ground. Just on the <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you added that one. And you know, maybe even kick him in the kick him in the butt hind huh, parts a little bit. You know what I'm okay, saying? With like, that too. <laughs> along, you know, we play to the, the echo of the whistle on this team. Like I would absolutely love to watch that on Sunday. So yeah, I think that when you have guys like that this early on acknowledging and understanding what the deal is when they walk through this door up at flowery branch. I think that is just going to do nothing but help them build that chemistry that they need to build. And far as from a rotational standpoint, who's going to play much, who's going to play this much. And I think that's going to help Ryan Nielsen get this thing figured out pretty quickly. I'm um, going into a uh, training camp.
1: Indeed. And of course, Mr. Arthur Blank was at practice as well. And you could see him having some conversation with Grady Jarrett and the newly minted Falcon, newly minted in quotes, Calais Campbell. So good to see him out there as well. Also good to see CP back. And one of the things that CP talked about yesterday was he really doesn't care how they use him. Would it be good to be used again like he was last season in part? Yes, because you got him in heavy rotation. So who doesn't want to get as many reps and snaps as, as he can? And of course, 2021 was where we really got a chance to see, oh, wow, okay, he really is as versatile as they say, just didn't see as much of him. Now the question becomes, you may or may not see as much of him, but Jarvis, you may see as much of him just maybe more as a pass threat than as a running threat, right? But the good of it is the fact that he is there to round out that running back group, right? Because a bunch of them, Bijan Robinson, for example, uh, Scotty Miller, CP, those guys were actually going back and forth between um, getting some snaps uh, as return men as well. So I think it's really interesting. And the reason I say that, Jarvis, is because, in my opinion, if you're a Bijan Robinson, you can get as much information And you can soak up all there is to soak up when a CP is on the field, able to stand next to you. And I saw him giving him some feedback for reps when he was running, when he Mm -hmm. was in the slot, when he was uh, practicing with the return team. That, to me, is important as well to have that kind of veteran who has a very similar skill set to what you have and has been doing it at such a high level, not just across his entire career, but particularly to see him at his best in all three phases uh, last season. And I say all three phases, meaning running, passing, and of course returning.
0: And, and T, when you think about it, like man, it's thirty-two years old. Thirty-two, so yeah, like so, yeah. And he just turned thirty-two in March, so yeah. I don't, I'm not people who saying, oh, what his role going to be? It doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter because guess what. He's not the only running back on this team. Two years ago, where he, it was no choice, where he had to go and get the rock, it, you know, fifteen to sixteen times a game, because you know Arthur Smith kind of kept him in. He even limited his touches back then, you know, when he knew he needed him, and he and that was pretty much all he had, you know, because you know what knows Mike Davis wasn't doing anything. So I think right now, given the talent that you have, you got a running back in Tyler Eager who broke the rookie rushing record that has been that was had been around since before. You know, you and I were probably even born tea, you know what I'm saying? So when you think about that aspect of it, and now you bring in Bijan Robinson, who is all worldly, you know, he's walking on water, he's turning water into wine and all that stuff. He's going to do all of that. You know, and if you if you don't if you don't believe me, go to um, go to Aaron Freeman's locked on Falcons, I promise you. He'll tell you all about what B. John Robinson got going on, you know, uh, for the Atlanta Falcons this year. So I think that I'm cool. I'm so cool with, you know, Cordero Patterson having a reduced role, you know, and 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 at the end of the day, just from a, a schematic standpoint, right? There Arthur Smith can play around with a lot of stuff because he can line Cordero Patterson up at wide receiver. A lot of times, like when you have him and Bijan and potentially you know, Tyler J in the game at the same time. That's possible. That is a big possibility. So yes. the formations and everything are going to be something that Arthur Smith is going to be able to play around with. And frankly, T I'm I'm excited about it. I'm looking forward to see how this thing plays out just from a a Sunday to Sunday basis. This is gonna be very interesting.
1: Oh yeah, I, I am too. I think it's it's almost like a kid in a candy store, right? Because you you think about Arthur Smith and his ability to you know, to go with an 11, a 12, even a 13 package, if you will, is amazing. Mm-hmm. But the other one that I saw briefly yesterday and I had to run a little bit before practice wrap, so I'm really interested, Jarvis, to see what your observations will be from Flowery today. And that mm-hmm. is that intriguing battle at Nickel. You think about Mike Hughes and him bringing in, being brought in. But don't forget, there's a D offer out there lurking. and listen, (laughs) every day is if if you want to weigh in or if there's somebody, if there's a position battle that you guys want us to take a look at and kind of hone in on, let us know. Drop that in the comments section because we really appreciate the fact that Locked On and in particular ATL Day Ones is your fans choice for everyday coverage of the falcons and really any team in our space because locked on hey you're our team and we are your team every single day so don't forget to check us out on youtube drop us some comments and check us out wherever you get your podcasts
0: but t this is for the culture it is the intersection between sports entertainment the culture and sometimes whatever the hell we want to talk about because it's just how we get down in the show today is no different and you know what t you know what i'm saying uh you know, my eyes a little watery, you know, cause my allergies getting to me. But uh, you know, like uh Sleepy Brown got a chance, you know, he got caught up with in the airport, you know what I'm saying? They were doing you know how to do the interviews in the airport nowadays. That seemed to be a real thing. So they started asking Sleepy about, you know, outcasts and you how they gonna get back together and do an album. That man said, and I quote, <clears throat> uh, don't do it to yourself um it's not gonna happen if you want to see us it's gonna be dungeon family he said no they not coming back together t like why he had to do it like that like why he had to put it in, in those words like you know, there's always hope, you know, when it comes to certain things, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like all these old rock and roll bands that yes. you know did all these drugs together and split up for whatever reason, they coming back together, they tour they doing that thing. Yep. But why you had a trying to try and break a heart saying that outcast will never put another album together? T like why you do us like that? You know what's sleepy? I rebuke you. In, the
1: name <laughs> you, of Jesus. you in the name of Jesus and also in the name of hip hop. But anyway, yes. no, yeah. here's the thing, Jarvis. And when I saw this, I was like, oh, my poor oh, friend, man. he's just, this is going to, he's going to have a moment. So you have your moment. Oh, but gosh. here's what I think too. I'm going to choose hope. I'm going to choose okay. faith because okay. we've seen it happen time and time again, where we've been told never, ever, 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 or ever, never. ever 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 never <laughs> and all of a sudden put enough money on the table or put an, a situation on the table now here's the example i give for outcast because i don't mm-hmm. think it would ever be about money for dre or 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 big boy just keeping it real no doubt yeah but what i do think is what if dre's son like what if seven i think is his name what that, if yeah? he mm-hmm. is uber talented And there is something where he says, I've got this idea. There's a track I want to put down, but this this track can't be done justice unless it's Dre and Big Boy. I could see him coming back for his son. Same thing if Big Boy has a a son who wants to go into the industry and it's a similar situation. Like that's where I can see them coming back together. I think the other piece there is this. And I thought of two bigs. You mentioned rock and roll, so I'm going to go rock and roll. No one ever thought. The Eagles were ever, ever, ever going to get back together. No Stevie Nicks, no Christine McVeigh. Mm-hmm. Somehow they got it back together yeah. and it was magic. So things do happen like that. And as a firm, diehard, any for lifer, New Edition is another example. Lord knows oh, they break Lord. up to make up, and they show love Bobby. to say, "Yeah, like Bobby. what was that foolishness?" Just one made? word, Bobby. <laughs> exactly. Really, is just Bobby. Is Bobby coming this time? Is Bobby yeah. up. Is mean, Bobby really going to be there? Bobby going never really this broke, broke up until about three years ago. Right. There was an opportunity. Just real quick, there's an opportunity after the mini series to go mm-hmm. on tour, they could have made an absolute killing, but they couldn't get the Absolutely. dollars right. So much so that Johnny and Ralph went one way and then RBRM went another way. And I was so angry because I was like, How do you have the unmitigated gall to do some RBM RBRM foolishness? Because yes. that's what it was for me, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, now it's all six all the time because they got picked up by the right agency, they got enough of that crap ironed out and realize there's enough money to go around for six people because if you go to an arena we will come and we're gonna sell it out and that way everybody gets their cut so Mm. thankfully it seems like new addition any for life is now going to be an all six situation for as long as we have them on this side of heaven so yes sleepy brown i respectfully disagree and will keep hope alive for my brother jarvis that his favorite group of all time and our guy andy bunker they will come back and one more thing, Jarvis, while I'm on a tangent, mm. I deserve another chance at Outcast. Period.
0: Yes, I know. Yes, for T, you know, not only for me, but T as well. And, you know, here's, here's what keeps me hopeful, because, you know, Killer Mike just dropped the album, and, you know, Andy, Bunk, I'm glad you brought up Andy, because Bunk hit me, he was like, hey, man, have you heard the song? I was like, no, I have not heard the song. What song are you talking about? He was like, Andre 3000 is on the track. I was like, where is it? And I need to find it right now. So he's a scientist and engineers killer Mike. He's on Killer Mike's album. So he used a feature on there and it's just, Oh, it's just quintessential yes. Andre three stack. So as long as he's out here dropping features, I know at some point, I don't care if I'm 50 years old or 60 years old T I will be at that doggone concert. I will buy that album. Like who knows where albums will be bought by then, you know what I'm saying? You know, I still right? struggle with buying albums and where to buy them nowadays. So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out when we get there. But yeah, yeah, Sleepy Man, you need to chill out, bro. You tripping? Yeah.
1: On, let it man. go let it go but what we won't let go of is the fact that the the braves although it may have taken them 24 hours they will avenge that crazy loss in extras from yes. monday to the Damn tigers me. hopefully by getting one if not two games in this doubleheader today uh the first game jarvis has a first pitch at 110 that'll mm-hmm. be still mm-hmm. spencer strider against yes. reese Olson. but the second game actually we just got confirmation that it is now dylan dodd instead of aj okay. smith who's okay. going to get that starting game two against michael lorenzen so we will be debriefing on that. Jarvis is headed up to Flowery. Safe travels, my friend. Can't wait to hear what you got to say about your observations from day two of mandatory camp. And we'll bring you any and everything that is all things Sports Atlanta. You every dares because we appreciate you guys. And we will see you tomorrow.
0: Absolutely. And make sure if you don't do anything else with your lives, share love, show love, and most importantly, spread love we